the Lord is with them that uphold my soul. Go to verse 7. For he hath delivered me out of trouble, and mine eye hath seen in his desire upon mine enemies. I'm glad that we have a helper tonight. That's right. But it was either um, David, who knew him best as the shepherd. Right. A shepherd protects his sheep. That's right. And the pastor. He helps him, protects him from predators like wolves, bears, lions, tigers. And the shepherd also helps the sheep. I'm glad that we have a helper tonight that will help you from the devil. He's going to help you with all of your needs. I didn't have to sign a card or repeat a prayer. I got in by going to the helper tonight. And David knew him best as the shepherd. And there's this man, Dr. David Livingstone. He died, by pray- he died while he was par- praying. I'm glad that we still have people in the church that would pray for you and help you. There's nothing greater than the grace of God tonight. And unworthy sinners, all that I am. But if you would just go to Jesus, he will help you and wash you. Why does no? No one in the world will no one in the world will ever help you. No one in the world will wash you let us know. No one in the world will clean you greater than the grace of Jesus tonight. It didn't. Hey, hey, um, did you have to repeat a prayer or sign a card? Ben, did you have to repeat a prayer or sign a card? Brantley, did you have to repeat a prayer or sign a card? Levi, did you have to repeat a prayer or sign a card? We went in the old-fashioned way. God is still in the same business. He's never going to quit. He will always help you when in time of need. If the, de- as if the devil is deceiving you, just go back in the Word. He will never leave you out. He will never weave. He will never waver. He will keep you in the straight and narrow. Don't believe all the people out in the world. They will say, they will say it's gonna, I don't believe in that. That's not the right way to go. I believe in Buddha um, or all the other false gods. Don't believe that. I don't believe in those um, false gods. I went in by reading my Bible. I know right there uh, on the altar, the old-fashioned altar. I didn't go in by. I didn't go in by repeating prayer. Ahaz is a man who wants to um, tear down the church. But Hezekiah is a man who wants to build the church. And God is the man who wants to preach through Hezekiah. And Hezekiah um, preached in the, bat- in the battle. Uh, he was praying in the battle. And um, God, he, he slew all the men. And um, God will um, help you in time of need like David. He, all the men did not want to fight Goliath because he, Goliath was a man who would um, kill everyone. He was, an undefe- he was an undefeated champion. But David, an old shepherd boy, he, he took some rocks and stones, threw it at um, David's uh, Goliath's head, took his spear, cut off his head. And how did he do it? He did it um, by pre- uh, praying, and God, and God helped him. He will help God's men. He will help them in time of need. I'm glad we have a helper tonight that will help you get in the 
um, word Amen. and time and need. And David, he would have never done it without Jesus. Without Jesus, we would um, we would um, get into the world. Without Jesus, we would be in the world fighting with the Philistines. But David fought with Israel. He he believed that God will help Israel because Israel is God's people, God's children. He will never let anything happen to them because it's because. Um, it's God's um, children. All the parents in here will never let anything happen to their children. Just like God will never let anything happen to you. Like White was saying, I'm glad I have a shepherd I can lean on. Amen. Yeah. I don't know where I'd be without that shepherd called upon. Start out in verse uh, verse number one. Now Moses kept the flock of Jephro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Herod. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked up, looked, and beheld the bush burned with fire. And the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see the great sight while the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him. God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet. For the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. So Moses is here and he's taken... He's taking care of his uh, his father-in-law's flock, and he's taking them through the desert. And uh, ain't it amazing that God can just come to you in any shape or form, That's no right. matter what you're going through? Right. You know, just like he came to Moses in this burning bush. But he yeah. came to Moses in a, in a burning bush, and he said, hold on, Moses, before Moses could continue further. He said, hold on, Moses, take off your shoes. This is holy right. ground. Right. You know, this is how I think we should start to tr- treat, the, treat the house of God, you know, not necessarily take off our shoes. because. I don't want to smell all that, but I think we should. I think we should treat the house of God with respect. I think we should. I think we should start to put on our best dress. I think we should start. I think I know. I know there's some under certain circumstances where you have work or you might be getting back late from school. But I think when you're able to, you should. You should dress for success at the house of God because this place is holy ground. It's not just some building. This place means something. This is places where people have knelt down in this altar and got saved, like Wyatt was saying. We don't sign no cards here. We don't repeat no prayers. We get through. Only through the blood of Jesus Christ. No. Verse 6. Now listen to this right here. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Now let's look at these two words. I am. God is the God is the God who can bring you through the valley. No valley, no death, no mountain. Nothing is higher than God. God has power and authority over the devil. God has power and authority over your over your trials and tribulations. God can bring you through anything. He's the God of yesterday, today, and He always will be the God of our lives. He just let Him be the God of your life. Verse number seven. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and had heard their cry by reason of their taskmakers. Masters, for I know their sorrows, and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them out of the land unto a good land, and the large unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the 
Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Don't you just love that we serve a God that hears our cries, that would deliver us from out of bondage? Maybe God, God's came. God's, God's heard the cries of the people in, uh, in Egypt. He's heard their cries. You know, maybe you might be crying out to God and you've been crying out to Him for a while tonight. Don't give up. God hears your cries. You, you might be right on the other side of that mountain. There might be a land flowing of milk and honey waiting for you. Don't give up because he, he hears your cries tonight. In verse number 9. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come unto me, and I also have seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. So God's came to Moses in a burning bush, and he's come to Moses, putting him, giving him a charge to go, to go to Pharaoh and go lead his people out of Egypt. Now, verse number 11 says, And Moses said unto God, Who am I? Who are we? Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? You know, maybe God's put something on your heart and on your life, you know, you're like, and that he wants you to do. And you're like, who am I, God? I'm just an unworthy sinner who's worthy of nothing. But God says right here, and he says, certainly, I will be with thee. God will be with you through whatever, he, whatever you go through, and God will be with you. If he puts something on your life and on your heart, he's not going to put it on your heart because he knows that you can get through it, and he knows that he can bring you through it. It says, and he says, certainly, I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I sent thee when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt. You shall... Serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. Like I was saying, God is the God of yesterday and today and forever. God can bring you through any trial. He put, God can bring you through any temptation the devil puts in your life. God can bring you through any valley. And even when you're on the mountains, God is there at all times. You know, you might be facing some trials in your life and you might feel like, man, is this ever going to stop? Yes, it will. You know, God might be calling you to do something in your life and you just, you're just like, well, God, like Moses said, who am I? You're just like, well, God, I don't know if I'm the person you want me to do that. But God said that he'll be with Moses to do it. And God was with Moses to do it. And let's turn your Bibles over to uh, Luke, chapter number 5. We'll start reading in verse number 1. When you're there, say amen. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Genesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Watch out into the deep and let down your nets. For a drought. And Simon answered, said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and we and have taken nothing. So Moses or uh, so Jesus is here and he's teaching the people uh, where does it say he's teaching the he's probably teaching the people the word of God and uh, you have Simon here, he's probably been fishing. He said he's been toiling with it all night and day. He's probably been fishing all night and day, and he's probably right on the verge of quitting. He's probably right on the verge of calling it a quits. But then but then Jesus tells him, Cast your net out one more time in the deep. And he's like and he said, and he says, and he said, but we've been fishing all night. And it says right here, nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. You know, God might put something on your life for you to do. God might put a calling on your life, and you might not accept it because you're like, God, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if this is what you really have for me. But God says, 
Like he told Moses, I will be with you. God will be with you when he puts something in your life. God will bring you through it. You know, it might be right on the verge of quitting, and you might be right on the verge of just saying, I know what, I give up. I've been doing this all day, but if you just, if God says, cast your net out one more time, do it, because there's no telling the blessings that he could do in your life. And it says in verse number six, we're about to find out the blessings from him. Uh, uh, yeah. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes in their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships, so they began to sink. If you, just, if you just obey what God tells you to do, and you keep on going with them, and keep on going, and you don't quit, and you, it says the steps of a, a good man are ordered by the Lord. God will order your steps if you just keep on going with them, and you keep on walking with them, and you keep on just doing what he tells you. Like you said, he was, but they were, their boats were about to sink because they did what God wanted them to do. There's no telling what God could do. There's a song that says, my cup is overflowed. Or, I'm drinking from my saucer because my cup is overflowed. You know, your cup could overflow tonight if you just do what God has for you to do. Maybe he might have you to take charge in a Christmas play or the Christmas parade. You never know. God could put something on your life. Just take it and take charge of it. Oh, my God. 